Welcome to Kiss and Tel Aviv, where we put the love in Tel Aviv. I'm your host, Margot, and this is Tel Aviv's first and only dating, sex, and relationships podcast. It is a new year. It is 2022. How did you spend your Sylvester? <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> if you follow me over on Instagram, you already know how I feel about Sylvester. And how each year in Tel Aviv, it seems that this fucking holiday just gets bigger and bigger as each passing year goes by. I really don't like this holiday in general, but um, especially when I see like the fact that it's still called Sylvester just makes me like want to barf. Um, if you don't know, Sylvester um, was a pope during um, the Roman era and was one of the most anti-Semitic popes of all time. And his feast day happens to be on December 31st. Um, so a lot of people in European countries started calling New Year's Eve Sylvester. And because Israelis just love to romanticize all things Western and um, American and European, you know, the name was brought over here and uh, it just stuck. And instead of calling it literally anything else, they still call it Sylvester. <laughs> um, I saw a bunch of articles after Sylvester. And just like there were stabbings, there were fights, there were tons of people with alcohol poisoning. And I'm just like, you guys, I don't know. Maybe you guys can relate if you're Olim listening to this, but there is nothing cringier to me than Israelis overly romanticizing all things American and Western and I feel like it really happens around the end of the year with a Christmas, Sylvester, <laughs> Black Friday, <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it's, Thanksgiving is great. I wish they would actually do more Thanksgiving, but it seems like they only like the douchebag holidays of Black Friday. <laughs> um, and I also saw that there were all of these like there was one party that was American college theme party. I don't even want to know what happened there. I I was so glad that um, Sylvester was on Shabbat because it gave me even more of an excuse to just be a shut-in. Um, another reason I was a shut-in on Sylvester was because I had the fucking flu. I'm finally feeling better. Um, but uh, yeah, that was fun. So that's how I spent my ring-a-ding-dinging in the new year. I also, um, if you're somebody who moved to Israel all by yourself with no family can probably relate to this. Um, I don't want to get too into it, but, um, my dog is currently in the animal hospital. Um, long story short, he has like toxic problems with his liver and he was really sick yesterday and he's been in the hospital overnight and it's just fucking sucks so bad and yesterday I was just with him at the vet's office and then at the animal hospital all day just by myself just sobbing with these Israeli veterinarians um who are taking very good care of him um but it just sucks and 
I'm sure all of the Olim listening to this can relate to how much it just absolutely blows when you're dealing with a crisis and you're here all by yourself or you're far away from your family or, you know, I don't often rant about being single, but goddamn, let me just say it would have been fucking nice to have a partner in crime helping me out yesterday. Somebody who could navigate the Hebrew while I was crying into my face mask or, you know, somebody with a car who could just take me to the fucking animal hospital with my sedated German shepherd. Um, but you know, please hope that Teddy gets better. And hopefully by the next time I press record and make the next episode, we'll have good news. So yeah, that shit fucking sucks. Um, but I do want to give a special shout out to my friends and family who have been helping me through this. Um, you know who you are and you guys are the best. So, yeah, Um, I hope you don't have Omicron. Gosh, what is going on? This is wild. If you don't have the flu, you have Omicron. Um, Venus is in retrograde for all my astro girlies and babies and guys. And yeah, Venus in retrograde. Um, So if you're noticing some, you know, interesting transitions with friendships, relationships, all of that, um, I know I've definitely kind of been feeling that recently. Um, So there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Oh, one thing I do want to share a little bit about before we get into today's episode, which is all going to be about condoms and birth control. (laughs) Speaking of birth control, people who aren't using it, I was in Jerusalem over um, the weekend and my... One of my best friends, Ben, and I visited Mea Shearim, which, for those of you who don't know, is the ultra-Orthodox neighborhood in Jerusalem. And holy shit. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, um, you may be familiar with it. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've been on the outskirts. Um, but it's where, you know, the largest population... Well, I don't know about the largest, but it's an in extremely uh, ultra-Orthodox neighborhood. And um, there's even signs that say, do not enter this area if you are immodestly dressed. And it was such a trip. I've always wanted to go and see what it was actually like, but I never wanted to just roam around by myself and my friend Ben is you know he lives in Jerusalem and he's a historian and he knows the area really well and um you know he has visited there several times and is a lot more familiar with it but man what a trip and I'm telling you okay it's winter right so dressing modest is a little bit easier when you know um it's you can put coats on you can wear big sweaters long skirts tights um and I was modestly dressed okay um, I had on opaque black tights and a long skirt and a coat on and, you know, a sweater that went up past my collarbone and I was wearing a beanie and my hair was down. And even then this Haredi guy sneered at me and he was like, Snoot. and for those of you who don't know, it's means modesty. And I thought it was interesting because he didn't say Tznius in Yiddish. He said Tznius in Hebrew Um, which is funny because he must have thought that I was like some random, you know, Israeli person. Um, and 
my hair was out and I guess he probably thought that my friend Ben was my husband and that I was the whore of Babylon with my hair um, cascading out underneath my Carhartt beanie. Um, It was just wild. It was absolutely wild. I've never experienced anything like it. Um, So, yeah. Also, you know, they don't use smartphones. And there was this guy. There was actually several different people protesting smartphones and Internet. And it was just such an interesting experience. I was really trying to be, you know, respectful, even though, you know, that guy sneered at me um, because, you know, I'm in someone else's neighborhood and I'm not going to be like that scene. (laughs) Ben and I were laughing, like if my cell phone fell out of my pocket and that like that scene in Sex and the City 2 where Samantha is in that market in Abu Dhabi or wherever they were and the condoms fall out of her bag and she's like, I have sex. (laughs) I was thinking like my phone's going to fall out of my pocket and some Haredi guy's going to come and smash it and I'm going to be like, but I'm a TikToker. Um, so yeah, very interesting cultural experience and I'm really glad I had it. Um, and then several hours later I fell sick with bubonic plague and got the flu. So anyways, let's get into today's episode where we're talking all things birth control. Now, listen, I have a lot of knowledge on the topic. I have a lot of experience with this topic. I consider myself a subject matter expert on the topic, and I'm looking forward to recording this episode. It's one that I've wanted to get into for a while. Um, And I want to give a disclaimer because it is officially the year 2022, and I just want to make one thing very, very clear, okay, before we start. I am by no means opposed to contraception. Okay, I do not begrudge anyone's right to use it. I don't have any issues with women taking the pill or having an IUD or a patch or a ring or a fucking, I don't know, whatever the hell you use, reeds from the sea. I don't, I don't know. I'm not opposed to any such thing. Okay, so let's just make that clear. All right, I've been on the pill. I've used the ring. I've, you know, definitely been a person who has used contraception in their lifetime. Okay. Obviously I don't have any kids. Um, so I just want to make that clear. However, throughout this episode, I am going to be kind of critical of many of these forms of birth control because I believe that as wonderful as it is to be able to delay or prevent pregnancy, I'm also super, super critical of the birth control industry and what I believe to be, you know, dare I say, the almost oppressive way in which the responsibility of birth control still in this day, January 2022, still falls on the shoulders of women. And I think that a conversation around birth control is really starting to happen. I've certainly noticed it uh, among my friends and among many women that I speak to. And I think that it's a really important conversation to have. So I'm excited to record this episode. And I really hope that these conversations can bring some new perspectives to the table so that, um, you know, we can really experience equality and improve the lives of everyone who needs to uh, use birth control. Okay, now this is why I titled the episode Condoms for the Win, okay? And here's why I fuck with condoms so much, okay? Literally and figuratively, all right? Because in my mind, and not just in my mind, as it stands today, I believe 
the condoms are not only an effective form of pregnancy and STD prevention when they're used correctly, but as it stands right now, they are the only form of contraception, which within the moment of the act of sexual intercourse, the responsibility is 50-50, right? A guy has to put a condom on his penis and a woman or the man or whoever is getting penetrated by said penis has to do so with a latex sheath over it, okay? Both parties can feel it. Both parties can have to stop and take a moment to put one on. You know, both partners share in the placing of the com- condom on the dick. You know, it's, it's for me the most egalitarian method that currently exists. And that's why I fucking love condoms, okay? And I know that they can be, for some people, hard to wear. The bell there for the condom on my dick. Oh, I did. It's uncomfortable. Oh, really? Tomer, you know what's going to be uncomfortable? Watching me squeeze a fucking baby out of my vagina and shit on myself at Love Hospital in nine months, okay? So wrap up your stupid, dirty dick, okay? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, but I don't know. I'm just a big fan of condoms. I, myself... I went off the pill in, I want to say like 2011. It's been almost like, I don't, I'm not good at math, you guys. I'm a podcaster. It's 20, uh, more than 10 years ago. Okay. We're in 2022. I think that's like, I've been off the pill for over a decade. All right. And I have used condoms for 10 years and, you know, with certain partners, it hasn't been an issue whatsoever. And with other partners, you know, it's kind of something that like you work through together which is how I truly believe the responsibility of birth control should be a shared experience, right? Um, Not only that, but obviously condoms, the the pill, the patch, the ring, the IUD, all those other things, they just prevent pregnancy. They don't prevent STDs, duh. If that's the first time you're hearing this, then (laughs) turn up the volume and keep listening because you've got a lot to learn. Um, But I just truly believe that they're, that they're, you know, if you find the right one that works for you and you can make them work, um, that they're the best. Um, and a lot of people give condoms like a bad rap, right? <laughs> no pun intended. Rap, get it? Unwrap. Um, but I think, you know, people are like, oh, condoms take the, the heat of the moment. Uh, and like, uh, you have to carry them around. Oh, oh yeah, they're so heavy. It's so inconvenient to put a condom in your bag. like... <laughs> Really? That's your complaint? That you have to carry them around? Really? <laughs> Jesus. People. But like, people are always like, oh, but like, in the heat of the moment, who wants to stop and put on a condom? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> okay? I fucking do. Because condoms, like, I don't know. I think that there's something also that we sort of don't ever talk about with condoms, and that sort of the importance of that moment where you have to stop and put on the condom, right? They increase communication. What am I talking about? Okay. A lot of people hate them because they ruin the heat of the moment. You know what happens in the heat of the moment when people don't take the time to put a condom on a dick? Unplanned pregnancies. Gonorrhea. Okay. Chlamydia. The, the clap. That's what happens, okay? You get swept away in the heat of the moment. 
Okay. Mm, yeah. Heat of the moment. Those 13 seconds it takes to put on a condom. Really, uh, really worth a lifetime of genital warts? Or a child? I don't think so. <laughs> Speaking of the swept away, you know, the heat of the moment, it's, um, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon that happens. In fact, there was a 2008 study, and I will link it in the show notes. Um, it shows that one of the factors that actually leads to unplanned pregnancies is what's known as, quote, the pleasure related to unplanned pregnancy. Now, I know you're like, what? Pleasure related to unplanned pregnancy? Yeah, it's also known as this sort of romanticization of pregnancy. And both men and women surveyed reported having this feeling. So in other words, there's almost this escapist pleasure in imagining that a pregnancy would sweep someone away from their problems. And strangely enough, I have experienced something similar to this. Okay, hear me out. I um, was seeing this guy for a long time and uh, I took, I got the COVID vaccine, okay? Both of them. And after my second dose, my period was completely off the charts. Like it was wild. I already have like, irregular periods and my cycles are really long but after the vaccine I didn't my one of my cycles was 53 days long the average is between 28 and like 35 days okay so 53 days had passed since my last period so I was like fuck that's long even for me so I was like oh fuck and even I, I was I was nervous but I also knew that the partner that I was sleeping with at the time and I had always, 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 always used a condom every single fucking time. Okay. And that's saying a lot. That's a lot of condoms. Okay. Cause that was a long time. So, but still I was like, fuck 53 days. Like what if, what if, what if something happened? And I didn't know. And so I text him and I'm like, um, I'm late. And he's like, for what? Duh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I'm like, my period, you fucking idiot. And he's like, oh, okay. So you'll know this? And I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, why? I'm like, he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 32. And he was like, ah, so it's a good time to have a kid. I'm this age, you're that age. Yeah, whatever. And like, Keep in mind that this is like an eternal bachelor who like secretly does want to settle down and find love. Like he, I know this because he spoke to me about it. And for him, it was almost like that swept away feeling in which the unplanned pregnancy could lead to like some kind of pleasure, this escapist pleasure. And it'd be, it'd be great for him. If I had his baby, first of all, the, the kid would have been really fucking hot. I'm just saying Whew, would have been a hot baby, but I did not want to have this dude's child, um, which is a whole other conversation. Like, why am I sleeping with people who, well, we'll talk about that in a different episode, <laughs> but um, baby would have been cute, but like homeboy's life wouldn't have changed in any way. He would have kept gallivanting around, living his life as he does. He would have get, you know, to be like a, fucking 
super dad while I was like over here getting fat and sad and lonely and would have to give up my entire life and career and goals and you know any sort of pleasure that I have in my life to have his baby oh my god lucky me but it was almost like he was engaging in this escapist fantasy well if she has a baby well cool I'll get to have a family after all and I was just like obviously I didn't end up having a baby thank god my period came like the next day but um you hear it all the time right people thinking that a baby's gonna save a relationship and this feeling actually does prevent people from using condoms or contraception or whatever it might be so that swept away feeling can can kind of be turned down a little bit when you take the second to communicate in those few moments between the moment heating up and putting the condom on before you have sex with someone It gives everyone a minute to stop and fucking think for a second. To stop, to, gee, I don't know, get consent from your partner to make sure all involved parties are ready and want to engage in the next step of sex. To take a moment to do the responsible fucking thing and put a condom on Tomer's stupid dick so you don't have one of his little good vibes only babies. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like... I can't believe we're still like having this conversation. This is just like, what? Like that 30 seconds that you take to put a condom on could save you an entire lifetime of either having a child with someone you might not want to have a child with or, you know, getting some incurable or somewhat curable, but potentially very harmful STD. And I don't want that shit. We all know that during 2020, when everybody was fucking around during Corona and lockdown, that chlamydia and gonorrhea went up because everybody was more worried about getting Corona. So they're like, well, fuck it. I'll just get gonorrhea and chlamydia instead. And I'm not here to like blame anybody for that. Those things happen. Like sometimes people get it when they're being as careful as they can. Um, And sometimes people get it because they've been cheated on or because, you know, people haven't been completely honest. So I'm not here to um, shit talk that. It's it's not a fun experience that I would want somebody to have to go through. Um, But still, just, you know, that's not me admitting that I had gonorrhea or chlamydia. That's not what that was. But you, you guys know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, speaking of Tomer's stupid dick and Israeli guys engaging in the fantasy that pregnancy would sweep them away from any of their hardship or their ima asking when they're going to get a grandchild. Ladies who sleep with Israeli men, tell me you have not heard this one before. Okay. Allow me to, allow me to set the scene. You're hooking up with an Israeli dude. Things are getting hot and heavy. You're about to fuck. And soon he starts with what I like to call the classic Israeli guy condom tug of war. Okay. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Okay. It goes a little something like this. Hey, listen, mommy, Shelly, you're so beautiful. You're so hot. I want you so bad. <laughs> Come on, just this one time without a condom. Please, please, I will give you the greatest pleasure you've ever felt in your life. Please, please, Motek, please. And you're like, um, no, what the fuck? I do not want to get pregnant, Tomer. 
And he's like, come on, I promise I'll pull out. What? You don't trust me? Come on. <laughs> I was a sharpshooter in the army. I promise nothing bad gonna happen. Look at my dick. It's clean. Besides, think how beautiful our baby's gonna be. We'll have beautiful Jewish babies. Come on, do it for Israel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, Tomer, have you ever heard of an STD? Come on, I'm a good boy. My Ima, you know, I love her. What could I get? I'm a good guy. My dick is clean. Come on. We've all been there, right? <laughs> oh, my God. And it just goes to show that, like, guys who were like, come on, what's the big deal? So you have my baby. Goes to show that despite the fact that birth control is touted as this major factor in women's equality, and I'm not saying that it isn't necessarily, but I am saying that all of the responsibility primarily falls on women. It does. It just fucking does. That's why I love condoms. Did you know that in 2016, there was this injectable birth control method for men that was undergoing clinical trials um, for a male birth control? Um, however, the men, if you can even call them that, in the study reported that the side effects were too much. Oh, the side effects were too much for the men. The side effects included mild acne, mood swings, and weight gain. Most men did not report more than five pounds weight gain. And so therefore, because of these horrible side effects, they were too much for the men to handle. The trial was stopped. Men, you are an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. Let's look at the side effects of the, the pill for women. Okay. Spotting, nausea, breast tenderness, headaches, decreased sex drive, weight gain, mood swings, missed periods, yeast infections, other vaginal infections, bone density loss, blood clots, hypertension, heart attacks, acne, pulmonary embolisms, hair loss, thyroid issues due to depleted nutrition absorption, altered stress response, diabetes, heart attack, death. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that doesn't sound very equal to me. Does that sound equal to you? Like, think about those side effects. And men, I will ask you, are women actually crazy? Or is she just taking a depression pill every single day at the same time, every single day, so that you can get an extra pump and a half in and not have to put a piece of fucking latex over your stupid little penis? And don't even get me started on what women go through when they get an IUD inserted. Do you even know what an IUD is? Boys, do you? It stands for intrauterine device. And there's two types. One is made of copper and the other type contains a small amount of hormones that slowly are released into a woman's bloodstream. Um, they can last for up to five, some up to seven years in a woman's body, um, both types serve to literally irritate the lining of a woman's uterus so that if 
an egg and a sperm come together and fertilization does occur, the embryo can't attach to the uterus and that makes pregnancy impossible. That's how they work. Okay? A piece of copper gets shoved up our pussy into our fucking womb with no pain relief whatsoever and shot up there. And now I know a lot of women who absolutely love their IUDs and they're like the best thing ever. But every single one of them that I know that has one, and that's very a lot, a lot of my friends have them, say that the insertion process was literally one of the most painful experiences they've ever had. And some of these are women who have given birth. No, anesthet- no antiseptic, uh, no anesthesia, excuse me, no painkiller, nothing. Now, imagine, imagine telling a man to put a tiny little piece of copper next to his scrotum so that he doesn't get a woman pregnant. I dare you. I dare you. If they couldn't even handle a little bit of weight gain and some pimples, oh, I had some acne and I was in a bad mood from the male birth control trials. Imagine like the male version of a fucking IUD. Here, guys, we want to put a piece of copper next to your next to your dick. They would literally start World War Three. They would literally start World War Three. And that's another thing, too. Like, I dare you. I dare you to ask the average dude how birth control pills work. How what what's an IUD? If you showed them what it was, that little T-shaped bar that causes women so much pain when when it goes in. I dare you to explain how that shit works. And you know what? To be honest, a lot of women don't know how these things work either. And that's why I think it's really easy for birth control and pharmaceutical companies to be able to just like expect that we'll just take the pill and be good little girls and shut the fuck up about it. Because a lot of people don't actually know how it works, which is really sad. It's like we're barely giving it, and especially in the U.S. at least, where I come from, hardly any, you know, sex education. And then it's like, oh, well, here, take this pill and it'll, you know, turn off your baby maker and you can go have guilt-free, consequence-free sex. It doesn't fucking work like that. It doesn't work like that. The way hormonal contraception works is to prevent ovulation. If you don't know what ovulation is, go back to fucking sixth grade and figure it out for God's sake. Ovulation is when a woman's ovary releases an egg to be fertilized. If it doesn't get fertilized, then two weeks later she has her period. If it does, then it turns into a baby. The pill works to prevent that from happening. So it uses hormones to basically trick through a woman's brain... Okay, that's where hormones are generated. That's how it works, guys. I'm talking to the men, ladies. Bear with me. It's basically not only birth control, it's it's mind control because your hormones are, you know, your brain is responsible for your hormones. And it basically tricks your hormones into thinking that, like by taking these hormones, it tricks your body into thinking that it's pregnant. So yeah, there's going to be things like weight loss and mood swings and irritability and tender breasts. 
Did you guys know that? That's what's basically happening when you go on the pill is it's tricking your body into thinking that it's already pregnant. So you don't ovulate anymore. So yeah, men, are we crazy or does our fucking little birth control pill just literally trick our bodies into thinking that we're pregnant? And the irony with a lot of birth control, I remember when I was on it, that shit made me fucking depressed and it took away my sex drive. Isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic that this thing that's supposed to make sex so easy literally gave me like infections and depression and lowered my sex drive and made me fucking fat and pimply so that I didn't and I didn't even want to get laid at all. I went off the pill, however, and really learned how to get in touch with my natural cycle and my fertility. And that's when I was able to really understand the times and during the month where I need to be extra careful because I'm ovulating and I can get pregnant. Did you know that if you're not on the pill, um, you ovulate, you can still get pregnant within a window of time. Let's say you ovulate on a Monday, you can still get pregnant on a Thursday. Because the egg hangs out in a hospitable environment. Your body literally makes a, an environment when it's healthy to, you know, help sperm swim through your cervical mucus and meet the egg. So, yeah, there's a window of time in which a woman is fertile. It's not just, oh, you ovulate and then you only have one day to get pregnant. That's not how it works. Which leads me to another thing, which I think is really interesting, is that basically once a man hits puberty and his fucking balls drop and his little spermies are ready for action, he's fertile until he's six feet under, pretty much, you know, until he literally can't shoot his shot and his load anymore. Like men's sperm ages and it does become less viable as they get older or if they smoke or do drugs or drink or, have, you know, obesity or other health problems. But men are fertile all the time. All the time. They're always, anytime, boom, 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 boom. Women, however, only have about a five to maximum seven day window in which they can get pregnant during their cycle. Did you know that? I hope you're nodding yes. And if you didn't, then I'm going to ask you this. And if you did know this, I'm still going to ask you this. Why is it that women have to take birth control to prevent pregnancy and literally sterilize ourselves for an entire month when we're only fertile for about five days during that entire month. Yet men who are literally fertile from puberty until, let's say, they're senior citizens, elderly men, could literally impregnate so many different people and every single day. Um, why are we the ones that have to take birth control? Why the fuck are we the ones that have to take birth control? Think about it. Our fertile window is comes and goes. It's once a month for a few days. And yet we have to sterilize ourselves from the moment that we're fucking 14 years old, some of us start taking the pill until the moment that, you know, we decide to have a baby. How fucked up is that? 
think about it. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, "Mm, maybe it's time to question the way in which contraception works. Maybe it's time to figure out a better way that this works. Maybe it's time to take the fucking bullets out of the gun instead of asking me to wear a bulletproof vest. You know that vasectomies are one of the easiest and reversible forms of birth control? They take, it's like a 30-minute snip snap. Oh, and guys actually get um, a local anesthesia. Snip snap, they snip the vas deferens, which is what takes sperm through the dick. It's what the sperm travel through. And it's, and it, vasectomy so it snips it and that's it and it's reversible and even if it's not you can still extract healthy sperm from a man's scrotum who has had a vasectomy and they're one of the most effective forms of birth control Ah, shit man if i ruled the world we'd have vaccine mandates and we'd have fucking vasectomy mandates and every single dude who goes on Tinder or who shows up at a fucking Dizzy Frishton uh, Thursday night Sylvester party <laughs> has to show his vasectomy, his tavirok. <laughs> okay, bro, <laughs> you can play. They'd all have to show that they got tested for STDs and that they've all had vasectomies because I'm convinced that we could seriously, seriously prevent a lot of health issues related to the pill a lot of unplanned pregnancies if dudes would just but it's my balls it's my manhood your manhood dude you're wearing jean shorts and a fucking tank top and you're worried about your manhood your tinder your tinder profile literally says that your hobbies are c beer emoji (laughs) and you're worried about your manhood please you should not be reproducing (laughs) okay mr good vibes I'll have a lot good vibes only if you go get a fucking vasectomy. Please. Please. But the thing is, like, asking guys to do that is like, oh my God, no way. Uh, 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 just take the pill. Uh. And you know what? I really think that, you know, and there is an argument to be made that it's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to trust a man to responsibly use birth control? They lie and they fucking cheat all the time and they'll do anything to get sex. So, of course, they'll lie. Well, fair point. And to that, I ask, maybe the reason they know that they don't have to take birth control is because we have taken on so much of the burden ourselves and because we're not questioning the fact that maybe these little depression pills aren't the best way for us to be able to regulate when we get pregnant and when we don't i'm just saying i'm just saying like what if we lived in a world where we actually did hold men accountable for their fucking actions did you know that a woman can produce in one year one i repeat one full-term pregnancy in an entire year in 365 days she can produce one viable pregnancy. A man can produce unlimited pregnancies in that same year. He could have sex and impregnate a different woman every, at least one different woman every single day for 365 fucking days. 
And they do look at, look at fucking men out there who have hundreds of kids by hundreds of different fucking baby mamas. We see it all the time. What if the fucking tables were turned and we finally started asking the important questions and we finally said, Hmm, maybe this whole birth control dynamic isn't exactly as equal as we think it is. Because we still have to fucking pay for it. We still have to deal with the side effects. We're the ones responsible for taking it at the same time every goddamn day. I wish we lived in a world where these things weren't as much of a fucking issue. Because we've pretty much taught men that we'll deal with it all on our own. And yes, we're obviously strong, wonderful all that we can but like we shouldn't fucking have to like we've taught them that we're more than willing to take the burden of contraception entirely on ourselves because we do not live in an equal society you cannot sit there and tell me that that's equality and guys really do like they take the fact that women are on birth control for fucking granted and they, they're like, oh, oh, you want the pill? You want the pill? You want the pill? <laughs> you want the pill? They just assume that we're on it. And as somebody who hasn't been on it for 10 years, it's always a in, in very interesting, like, red flag to me when it goes, what do you mean you're not on the pill? You're not on the pill? No, you fucking dickwad. You try going on the pill. I remember when I was on that shit, I was on every different kind. I went on the pill when I was 17 years old, right before I went off to college, because I, I wanted to start having sex, fair, and I didn't want to get pregnant. And, you know, I kind of was like, oh, and my periods are irregular, so that'll help. You know, the breakthrough bleeding that happens on the pill is not necessary, and it's a fake period, and there's really no need for it at all. Like, that whole cycle regulation thing like I know that it really helps a lot of women who have severe cramps and acne I'm not here to talk shit on that I know a lot of women use the pill for um for those reasons and I go off go go for it I'm not here to tell you not to Jesus no but like the reason that it makes your period quote better is because it pretty much eliminates the need for it altogether and like I'm sorry but it's a little strange that like that just seems it just seems kind of weird to me. We're just telling women to shut off. Like you wouldn't shut off your eyesight. You wouldn't shut off your ability to speak or to to hear or to taste. So like, what the fuck? Why are we telling women that like we're at odds with our fertility? Wouldn't it be cool if there was just as much education out there about like fertility awareness? And I'm not talking about the fucking rhythm method. I'm not talking about like pull and pray. I'm talking about like real actual like fertility awareness where women know the signs that their body is fertile, the signs when their body is not. There's times during the month where if you are not in your ovulation window, you you literally could have like dump trucks of fertile sperm like dumped into you and nothing gonna happen it's not gonna happen if you are not within that window it's you're not so I don't know that's where I like when I went off the pill I really started to learn a lot more about how fertility actually works and it's a beautiful thing and I feel way more in touch with my body and it's super super empowering now I recognize that that's not what everybody wants to do. And I'm not here to say that that's what everybody should do. 
at all. I'm just saying that A, it is completely possible to protect yourself from pregnancy and prevent it without having to go on the pill or get an IUD or use the ring. Oh my God. Speaking of the ring. Oh my God. Here's a horror story. I tried the fucking Nuva ring back in college and that shit is, oh my God. Looking back, it's, it's like the most fucked up thing. Okay. The Nuva ring, if you don't know, it's like this, take your thumb and your index finger and make a circle. And that's about the size of it. And it's this this ring, this like plasticky ring that you literally squeeze and put inside your vagina for three weeks at a time. You can take it out during sex and for your quote unquote period. And basically it's a ring that you stick in your vagina and it releases the hormones into your bloodstream so you don't have to take the pill every day because the pill has to be taken every day at the same time every day for it to be as effective as possible. So for people who are worried that they're not able to take the pill every day, there's the ring, the Nuva ring. Um, and I was on it for a little while, like a year in college, and it was the fucking weirdest thing ever. Also, it has a crazy, crazy risk of blood clots, which high blood pressure and blood clots run in my family, heart disease. Like if you have a risk of heart disease, the pill is really dangerous. And if you smoke, it's even more dangerous, which in college I did, admittedly. I've quit I've quit all of these things. The pill, the, the patch. I was never on the patch. The pill, the ring, cigarettes, all of it. But one time I was in college and I sleep was sleeping with this guy. And God, I forgot to take the fucking Nuva ring out. And oh my God, it like... We finished and I get off and no, I didn't, I didn't get off. I, I meaning I climbed off of his penis. I definitely did not get off. <laughs> um, and the Nuva ring was just chilling around his dick. It was like a game of fucking adult circus ring toss. Like I, I did not win a fucking teddy bear at the end of that one. I won my loss of dignity. It was humiliating. He was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was this like hot frat dude. He was like, what, what the hell is this? I'm like, bro, that's the thing. Like, you should know what a fucking Nuvering is. Men, you should know. Like, you literally don't have a clue how the fuck women's bodies work. And yet you want intimate access to the most like sacred parts of our body and you don't even know how our fucking periods or birth control even work i don't know that's just how i feel about it but yeah ladies inject it pop it whatever you got to do to control it right because these men sure as fuck don't know how to but i want to start questioning these things and i want to start having uh more open conversation about birth control and about all of these things because people do deserve to be able to have a healthy sex life that doesn't involve all of these terrible side effects and I do think that it needs to be more equal you know so in 2022 let's start having the conversation shall we if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you so much. Happy New Year. I hope that 
this has been an enlightening episode, a thought-provoking episode at least. Thank you for listening and tuning in. I'm very happy to have the opportunity to get on the mic and distract myself from some of the things that are going on in my personal life with, you know, my dog and everything like that right now. So thank you for tuning in. I want to wish you a fruitful, happy, wonderful, successful, safe, happy, healthy 2022. And we'll be back with more episodes of Kiss in Tel Aviv. And on that note... Let's. We'll see you in the next episode. Mwah.